What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the 3ND Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mark King. We, uh, it's, it's a new season. It's the first uh, first episode we've done this uh, this new season. We, I decided not to do a whole bunch this offseason uh, just because there was so much information out there anyway. So this is it. This is the start of a new a new season with this 3 d podcast. Uh, we've got a lot coming up just not only today for the season. Um, training camp starts right around the corner, September 25th. They're holding it in Memphis this year. Uh, they've got um, we've got the the preseason starting very soon, and and the season starts. Uh, I think it's less less than a month now. Uh, October seventeenth, I believe, is a is a first game. So, um, basketball season, uh, the Grizzlies basketball season is is back at it, and uh, and and very quickly, might I add. Um, but we'll we'll talk today. We'll talk a little bit about the off season. We'll talk a little bit about the rookies. What, kind of what I think about those guys. Um, I, they had a press conference introducing the four new players. Uh, yesterday I was down at the at, or excuse me Monday I was down there at the forum uh, we've got some audio from that from that presser including uh, Kyle Anderson uh, had a really long talk with myself and Peter Edmondson and a couple other media members that were there um, so he had a lot to say just about uh, um, how was how everything unfolded so um, uh, we, we've got a little bit a little bit to talk about and that's why I was afraid about doing a lot of these podcasts earlier, earlier in the uh, offseason, just because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about, although I think that uh, the Grizzlies probably um, hit a home run in the offseason. I think they did about as, as well as they could do. Um, they had a clear direction this offseason, and that's kind of what you wanted to see. I mean, it, it, for so long, they haven't, they've done just done moves that really didn't make sense. And so um, this offseason, they really, I think they had an idea of a player they wanted, um, and that player was a high basketball, a smart basketball player, you know, high basketball IQ player. And so they did a good job of going out and getting those players uh, they thought would fit uh, that mold, and they thought that would uh, would would do well uh, here with the with the with the uh, franchise, and they didn't stray away from that. They they didn't go. Uh, um, they didn't find a player that had talent and say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put this player in the system, even though it doesn't quite fit what we're going for. They. They they recognized what they wanted and they went and they went for that and, and that's incredibly hard to do. Um, it's something that a lot of good franchises do. The name of the Spurs, you know, the, and the Warriors, they identify players that they want on the roster that they a type of player, you know, that that they want, and so um, they did a good job of that. Uh, and and I, I will, I'll be the first to say, as much as I I am the first one to line up and criticize the front office and what Chris Wallace does, I'll be the first one to say they did a good job in the offseason. I think they signed players that I personally think are are good players, and I think they'll fit. Um, fit the, what they're trying to do, and so um, you know that they 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 did a good job. I mean, it, it it is it is as simple as that. I mean, it starts starts with the rookies, um, with Jaron Jackson. Uh, we we've obviously he we've talked about Jaron Jackson for well, it seems like forever now, just because we haven't seen him play. There's not much to to talk about when you when you haven't seen someone play other than what they might be. Um, but you know, starting with the draft, I think they 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 took a players that uh, whether they they were focused on defense i know chris wallace at the presser he said yesterday said that they that not was not necessarily something they were 100% focused on it just you know just so happens that all the players were defensive minded i i think that's a little uh, short sighted i think they probably had that in the back of their minds that they, what these players can do and it starts with jaron jackson i mean the with the fourth pick they they did exactly what they should have done in that situation. I think 
given all the players that were on the board, given where everybody had gone in that situation, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They they picked exactly who uh, I think everybody would have probably picked in that situation, or most franchises would have picked in that situation. And you just kind of had to hope for the best with with with, with the rookie. I mean, I. All signs point to what we think he's going to be good. Um, he he's had glowing reviews from a lot of people. We we saw him in summer league. He played well. Um, so I think he obviously had some conditioning. He still has a lot to learn. I think he'll learn a lot from Marcus Saul playing with someone like uh, Mark, who's also a very smart basketball player. Uh, and Jaron Jaron Jackson fits that mold of, of of a high basketball IQ guy too. I mean that's something that I don't think has been talked about a lot or has given him enough credit. People talk about his defense or his three-point shooting, but he is a smart basketball player. You know, he he, he sees things in the post that, um, you know, not even a lot of uh, older players see. You know, passing out of the post, I think, is something that, you know, that, that it goes a lot right along with that. Being able to see players as you're posting someone up, be able to see players moving around in other directions and around the, around the three-point line, that's a big deal. I mean, and, and, and Jaron Jackson sees that. And so uh, I think that's not something that has been talked about a lot, but I think he, he fits that mold as well. He's a smart basketball player. And so is Jevin Carter. Um, I think it remains to be seen what Jevin Carter will be. Uh, it, it is difficult for point guards to um, come along quickly. It's just a difficult position. The ball in your hands a lot. You tend to make a lot, of, a lot more mistakes than other rookies, just because you're asked to do more with the ball in your hands. You're asked to, uh, to make things, to make things happen that a lot of rookies aren't asked to do. So um, that remains to be seen with Jevin. Um, and you got to just look at Mike Conley. Look how long it took him to be the Mike Conley that it is. It, it took a while. So um, Jevin will most likely, I would, I would assume, uh, spend a lot of time in uh, South Haven this year, and he'll probably get a lot of time with the hustle. Um, but I think he has potential. I mean, there, there's a good chance that you know he could be he could be playing a defensive-minded role, and, and hopefully, you know his 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 what he so should be is a defensive point guard that can get the ball to the right people in the right spots, not turn the ball over, not make bad decisions. Um, I, I think it'll take a little bit for him to become that, um, but maybe in a few years, whenever uh, whenever they need him to step a little bit more. Uh, he could do that, but I don't. I think I don't. I wouldn't expect anything from Jevin Carter this season. I wouldn't. If you get anything from Jevin Carter, I think it's a bonus. I think you go into the season thinking, okay, we're going to uh, let him mature in uh, the South in South Haven with the hustle. We're going to let him get some time against other opponents, and then if he comes and any if any of he's good, it, if he's any good this year, uh, above and beyond that, I mean that's just that's just that's just better for you. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they, they did good. They did the same thing with the rookies. They they had the same idea as they had in the in the off season with the other four players. And so, um, and going back to the they 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 got rid of players that weren't weren't that type of player they wanted. They they got rid of players that were, did not fit that mold of a smart basketball player. And I think we can all agree that uh, Ben McLemore was not a smart basketball player. And I think yeah, same with Deontay Davis and Jarrell Martin. Um, so they, not only do they clear up players that weren't going to help them, uh, this season or in the long term and got rid of players that did not fit the mold that they, that they, that they decided they were going to have this off season. Uh, they brought back players in those trades that did fit that mold. And I think can help you this season. Anytime you can turn, you know, you can turn bad players into something that you can actually and players that will actually help you this in a, in a upcoming season or during the season that that's probably a win I, and i'd say um they they the grizzlies probably won i think that we you know definitely won those trades i mean they 
they did exactly what you would you would the, would hope they could do. They would move off of bad players and get players that can help you right away coming up this season. So um, with Kyle Anderson, he's he's obviously the biggest the biggest signing uh, this this off season. He is obviously something you put your hang, hang your hat on because that's something the Grizzlies have never been able to do. They've never been able to get a um, a youngish player coming off that first contract or even a second contract. Um, to sign here long term uh, and for a relatively good amount of money. I mean, you got to look at the contract for for Kyle Anderson. It's not a bad contract, even if for some reason that it doesn't work in two years. You, it's a contract you can still move. It's not it's not a Chandler Parsons contract for for any stretch of the imagination. So um, that's something they haven't really been able to do before either. I think uh, yesterday at the, or Monday at the presser, Chris they referred to him as a, a young veteran, which is a, it's a, is a good term to refer to the player because some a player that has some time in the league but is not a rookie anymore at all. So he's obviously the big the big question mark. What will Kyle Anderson be able to do for this team um, coming up this season? That uh, that will make a difference on the floor. He obviously is not a shooter, but um, you know what can he do coming out for for your for your team? Um, and he talked a little bit about that. We'll we'll just start we'll start going through some audio from the from the press conference. But this is um this is Kyle Anderson talking about exactly that what he can what he can bring to the team. You want to improve on here? Uh, hmm. um, just maybe a little bit more freedom. Uh, you know, be able to have the ball in my hands, make decisions. Um, you know, I think there were times in San Antonio where, where I was allowed to and, you know, I wasn't, but, you know, just a bigger role here and, you know, have the ball in my hands. That's what I've done my whole life. That's where I'm most comfortable. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a guy that's going to look to get 15, you know, plus shots a game. I like to get guys involved and make good decisions and, you know, have the ball in my hands. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that, that, that goes very I – mean, for for what you think he should be doing. Um, obviously, he's a he's a guy that, that can bring the ball up on the floor. He can get the ball to the right people in the right spots. And so, um, and I actually wrote about this uh, like maybe a week ago or something for Grizzly Bear Blues. Uh, it is a team that has some shooters on it that may or may not. Like we, we have something that Grizzlies haven't ever really had as shooters. And I think they have quietly sneaky got some shooters on the team that that Anderson can surround himself with. So like Anderson not being able to shoot the ball was maybe a concern or something you could say, oh, well, he doesn't ever shoot the three. But I don't think he has to in this situation. Um, he's going to be surrounded by players like Garrett Temple, who has been actively working on his job for years uh, to become a better three point shooter. And Shelvin Mack, who is a sneakily good shooter. And then Mike Conley could be out there with Shelvin Mack as well. I mean, you you could have some serious lineups and have you know, even uh, Caspi out there who at the four who can shoot the three or even Chandler Parsons. I mean, for for as much as people hate on Chandler Parsons, I mean, he wasn't bad last year. I mean, in in, rea- in reality, the, the time that he played, he was a good he he was good uh, for the team. So uh, it, for him, it's all about just getting getting healthy enough to be able to play on a consistent basis. And a lot of that was last year was. Um, was the team holding out because they were they obviously tanking so so Anderson being able to bring the ball to the floor and being able to get people the ball in the right spots is a very interesting concept. I mean, when you put him out there with people out there who actually can shoot the ball, and then even Marcus Hall at the five who can also shoot the ball, and Jaron Jackson can shoot the ball. I mean, so 
history point shooting may have been the first thing people talked about when he signed it, but that that is not a concern for me anymore. I mean, I don't think it matters. Um, like he said in his presser, he is all about playmaking. He is all about getting people the ball in the right spots and getting his teammates involved. And that is what you hope for from from uh, from Kyle Anderson. He's going to be very, you know, and he's also someone who can take on one of their best players on defense and, and on the opposite side of the floor. He can uh, hang with some of the better players in the NBA, in the NBA and and hopefully try to lock them down a little bit more than we have had in the past. So uh, a defensive minded team for him, I think is a good fit. So it it is always going to be a remains to be seen for someone who comes outside of the Spurs system because it, the Spurs is such a system that you don't really uh, know how anyone's going to perform until they get out of the Spurs um, until they are not in Greg Popovich's system anymore. So that is obviously still a concern, and that will that will. We'll see that as um, you know, as it progresses and through training, training camp, preseason, exactly when to, how they'll play people. But I think JB has had so has so many lineup options this this uh, this this year that is it's kind of scary. I mean, he, he, you can you can play you know you can smell you can go really small, but you can go really you know kind of big. I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of different players that can handle the ball. Uh, like I said, a lot of sneaky good shooters. I mean, you could even put in a Jaron Jackson at the five and Chandler Parsons at the four. Uh, you could have um, you could have uh, Derek Temple at the two, uh, or you can even have Garrett Temple at the three, Mike Conley at the two, Shelvin Mack at the one. You literally have people can every person on that floor can shoot the ball, can shoot the three. Um, you know, relatively consistent, and some are some are better, better shooters than other. But you could do something like that, and and, and honestly, have a very uh, sneaky good shooting lineup. So uh, the Grizzlies for them, uh, you know, I think they're going to be a very good defensive team this year, but their offense has to improve. Um, obviously, they got to improve a lot from the last year, but uh, you know that's something that I think that will will uh, will come because I think they have uh, better shooters than what everybody thinks. So I think JB's got some serious lineups he can bring to the table that uh, will 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 hit on that. And then Anderson talked a little bit about the Spurs. Um, here's him on the Spurs not not being able to or not matching. I didn't know what to expect in that in that situation. Um, I didn't know if they were going to or it, you know if they were going to match. Um, thankfully, uh, I'm very thankful for Coach Pop calling me when they decided that they weren't going to and, and, and let me know early instead of you know let me sit there in suspense. Uh, you know he was able to get me on the phone and, and just let me know they they weren't going to match. So I knew kind of early, and then uh, you know I rathered it like that instead of you know me sitting there waiting, wondering where I'm going to go. So that's that's uh, Anderson on the Spurs not matching and how it kind of worked out. We also talked with uh, Kyle Anderson after the presser, um, and it's a rather long clip, but I do want to play in its entirety, um, just so you can you can hear the the, the comments and, and the stuff he's he's talking about as as they are presented. Um, a lot of times we. When we're tweeting out comments from the press conference, they're very short. Sometimes they can be taken out of context. Not that anything was taken out of context with him, but, uh, you know, you just never know. Um, so uh, I, I'm going to uh, play that, uh, his full comments. He talks a little bit about um, uh, his role and why he chose to come here, um, even about how his free agency uh, began. Uh, you know, he was actually laying on the beach and uh, and uh, he got his call from from his agent. So uh, a lot of... Um, a lot of, he talks a lot of bit, a lot of bit different things, and we'll we'll uh, we'll come back and, and we'll talk about any high points after we get done. Make plays, um, you know, have the ball in my hands a little bit, you know, take some pressure off Mike. Um, you know, maybe you can get some scoring done that way. 
know, whatever whatever the team needs me to do, I feel like I do a lot of things on the basketball court. So, you know, whatever the team needs me to do is, is what I'm willing to give. For what, sure. what did you learn last year? Obviously, with Kawhi's situation, you had to play a much more expanded role. Mm -hmm. What did you get from that and learn about your ability to do more more minutes? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I don't want to say it was shocking, but you know, it just gave me a sense of relief that uh, I can play at this level. Um, you know, maybe in my first three years, I had doubts or subconsciously, you know, wasn't going my way. But, uh, you know, last year gave me a little sense of comfortability that I am capable of doing it. Um, but just because I did it my fourth year doesn't mean I'm doing it this year. Uh, I have to, you know, work for it in the summertime and, you know, earn that trust and, you know, do it all over again. So how do you is it more of a situation where you'd like to have the ball in your hand in terms of comfort? I mean, that's certainly at UCLA. You were basically point guard. Exactly. I, it's just. Um, you know, looking back, that's just where I've had my best years. Um, you know, I'm, the ball in my hands is, is what I'm able to do. Let's be honest, uh, you know, playing off the ball maybe isn't one of my strong points. Um, you know, some guys are really good in, it, in this league, you know, but I, I think, you know, with the ball in my hands, I'm a little bit better. Do you think working with Mike is, is going to fit well? Obviously, he can be liberating to be a shooter, which just team needs. Right, right. He can handle. Um, he can get off the ball and, 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 and be a guy that, you know, that can catch and shoot or, or catch and make plays or catch and score. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I'm looking to open it up a little bit more. Uh, you know, just another ball handle on the floor. You know, Mike, Mark, um, you know, myself. You've obviously worked with Chad a lot, you know, in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. So, what, what did you guys learn about this organization? Talking with JB, and you know, kind of how this <clears throat> compares to what's a unique and special situation in San Antonio. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not San Antonio. Uh, it, it has its differences. It has its similarities as well. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a new leaf. It's a new leaf to turn over. Uh, you know, our time in San Antonio was great, but it's it's time to you know expand and, and you know turn over a new page. Did you, did you enjoy it there? I'm sorry, it was difficult. And yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we won a lot there, so that, that's that's what I like to do. Um, you know, if we were losing, then, you know, maybe it would be different. But, uh, you know, I, I learned so much. You know, I played with guys I'd never imagined I'd share a locker room with. So I, you know, 100% enjoyed it. How did the free agency come to pass? So you know you're going to be a free agent. Like, what happens? You get a call from your agent saying, what, what, how does that, how's that, how's that play out? Um, yeah, uh, I was actually laying on the beach. Uh, you know, my agent told me, uh, I think you know, the day before, that, you know, calls were going to come in, keep your phone on you. And I was actually laying on the beach. Where was the beach, if you remember? Uh, Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> yeah. just New Jersey the, Yeah, just hanging out on the beach. And, uh, you know, I got the call, and uh, they told me they were going to put Chris Wallace through. And I spoke to Chris, and, you know, he said he was ready to make the offer. And, you know, I was, <laughs> I, I was super excited, uh, you know, Whatever happened, you know, whether San Antonio matched or didn't match, uh, didn't match, uh, you know, I knew something to be excited about. Is there anything you have to do? They just say they're making the offer. There's nothing required of you at that point. Um, I, I flew out here to sign um, and meet everybody. That's about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you hang up the phone. You're sitting on the beach. What are you thinking? <laughs> uh, <laughs> my mind went blank, man. I just, I just started to. I just started to stare at the ocean and sky and just start thinking, man. I it was you know it was a very happy moment in my life. Uh, you know, I dreamed of being an NBA player since I was a kid and just knowing that you know I'm renewed for another four years. I'll be in this league. So, uh, it, you know, it was super humbling, super exciting. You know, I, is it the belief in you that the, the Grizzlies had too, like that they saw? I mean, that must be part of it. The four years of security. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, <clears throat> you know, just 
I'm not someone who's going to give up, uh, you know, whether I, you know, I've had a few bad years or, you know, a bad year or a bad game or a bad week, whatever it was. I'm just going to look ways to be persistent and bounce back. And, uh, you know, I think that's what Chris and, and JB saw in me. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy they came and got me. Now, were you at the mini camp in, in L.A.? Were yes. You, yeah. mm-hmm. okay, what'd you UCLA, think? I had to be. What'd you think? Uh, it, was, it was awesome, like uh, Garrett said. You know, for the whole team to be in the gym is, is, is awesome. Uh, and we meshed well. We hung out after that. Um, you know, we went to... With the team, seeing the talent on the team, mm-hmm. uh, you think they're obviously capable of more? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and, you know, we, we don't want to accept anything less. Um, you know, we not only want to make the postseason, we want to go deep in the postseason. We want to go as far as we can. Um, you know, so, but it starts now. We're not even, I, I know to, to, to get there, you don't look at it and just say, you know, hey, that's what we want to do. Uh, it starts now. It's a grind. It's a process. Um, you know, guys, it starts now, though. You got to keep going. How was uh, Mike health-wise? How was Chandler health-wise? Yeah, they both look good. Uh, both play pickup. Um, you know, they, 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 they both look like they're game ready. So that's that's exciting. You and the thing in LA, when was it? Uh, not even sure. Early, early in August. Yeah. Like a month ago or something. Yeah, just about. Do you feel like you fit with? Do you, did you know Mark particularly at all, one way or another? And I mean, uh, it feels like there's a lot of cerebral guys on this team. Now. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really know him. I'm, you know, I've been in the right. Grizzlies division the past four years, so I've watched all these guys. Watch all these guys. I'm a basketball junkie, so I sit at home and and, and watch Memphis. You know, play and you know I didn't have a, too good of a year last year due to injuries, but uh, you know I've watched them when we played them in a tough playoff series my third year. Um, we played them in the playoffs my second year, so you know I've I've watched all these guys. You know whether it's the rookies in college or uh, you know whoever I, I sit them around and watch basketball. Where's the oh, Yeah, he's patrol his body. He's so athletic <laughs> and so big. He's just all over the rim. He's blocking shots with his elbow. It's it's. It's going to be fun to watch him develop over these next do you, four years. Do you see yourself as a three or a four going forward? When you're... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, like I said, wherever JB needs me to play is, is where I'm going to go. Um, you know, I think I can do things. I think I can defend all those positions first, um, first and foremost. But you know, I think I can, uh, you know, play out of the mid post. Uh, you know, 15 feet away from the basket. If I can handle the ball, I can do a lot. So that's that's uh, Kyle Anderson's our uh, post game uh, or post presser kind of presser again, which is what we we're all just talking to him. Um, some of the big things that that really set out to uh, to me anyway is is that uh, and I think probably to everybody is the um, is the little uh, I guess get together they had um, at the beginning of August uh, was very uh, very interesting. Uh, they had uh, they, for, according to Gary Temple and Kyle Anderson, the, basically the whole team out in LA. Um and Mike and and Chandler are both playing pickup and so um that's refreshing to hear that that and it's apparently Marcus all flew all the way from Europe just just to uh, meet those guys and hang out with those guys and so uh, Garrett Temple mentioned it a couple times during uh, during the press conference as well and uh, you know that that's something that you know uh, from from everyone from all the players talking that they don't really see that often have that many people that early in the gym so. Um, that's very, very encouraging. It's encouraging to hear that Mike Conley's playing. It's encouraging to hear that Chandler Parsons playing. Um, and, and it sounds like um, Kyle Anderson, and you know, he has a role, you know, kind of defined right now as it is, and it probably will get more defined as they get into training camp and in a preseason and obviously into the season. So, um, you know, it, it, a, a lot of interesting things uh, in it in his uh, in his. Uh, po- 
press conference there um, that he talked about. But I think the most interesting was was obviously him and Garrett Temple both talked about it. Was was the get together they had? I um, mean, you heard a little bit about what he talked about with Jaron Jackson that he's so athletic he can really he can't really control his body. He's like blocking shots with his elbows. I mean, uh, so so that's always obviously fun to, uh, fun to hear. So. Uh, another thing that, that Garrett Temple, like he, he during that press conference, he talked about Jevin Carter's defense like more than once. I think it was like three times he mentioned Jevin Carter's defense, and 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 not like no one asked him directly, "What do you think about Jevin Carter?" He, I think they maybe asked him like, "What about what about the new rookies or something like that?" Once, and then he went out of his way to mention it a couple different times about Jevin Carter's defense. So um, that's that's obviously encouraging to hear as well. Um, Omri Caspi, he um, he talked a little bit about why he why he chose Memphis. Um, we'll, we'll listen to that as well. And, 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 you know, the core guys of Mark and Mike stayed and, and you know them as, as the leaders of this team, that their, their minds are always at the right spot and they want to win right away, you know, and, and that was important to me, you know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, we're going to keep doing the stuff that we've, the, the team have done over the past couple of years and, and compete, you know, play hard on both ends of the floor and, and teams will come to Memphis knowing that, yeah, it's going to be a battle, so. Um, when you take this stuff in consideration and, and you see that the guys that, you know, you have here on the table and, and in our locker room, you, you, you know, good thing can happen to this team. Uh, that's Ami Caspi, but uh, he talks a little. He was talking a little bit of why he why he chose to come here, and and it really stuck out to me that he said that uh, obviously Mark and Mike are the leaders of the leaders of this team, and they kind of have an identity, know what they want to do, um, and that really you know that made him that was important to him is what he said, and so. Um, I thought that was interesting. I thought that stood out uh, to me. And that's obviously why I wanted to play it. But uh, you can obviously probably check out the entire press conference um, on Grizzlies.com. I, I would assume they probably have that up there somewhere. Um, so there were some a few more clips that I didn't get. I was either tweeting or, or, or uh, tweeting out a, a quote or something like that or recording a different player. Uh, so there were obviously Garrett Temple talked a little bit. Shelby Mack didn't talk much. But Garrett Temple talked a little bit. And then JB talked a little bit. Um, and then Chris Wallace talked a little bit. JB talked mainly, like I said earlier, he talked mainly about his flexibility with the lineups that he, he's going to be able to put out there and the different options that he has this year. And so that'll be very interesting to see uh, what he does uh, with those options. Caspi is a guy that can shoot the three. Uh, Garrett Temple is a very solid chance that he might be your starting two guard on on opening night um that still remains to be seen is that how that two guard shakes out and we'll talk a lot about about that a little bit more uh, i'm doing a column on that uh coming up soon with grizzlybearblues.com but we'll we will uh, talk about that a little bit more next time but but that still remains to be seen well how that will really shake out uh and then obviously we've talked uh, at length about kyle anderson but but I, I think this um, this gives you some something uh, to really focus on and, and really and get get excited about uh, these guys talking and then obviously training camp coming up uh, coming up this week uh, or September 25th and so uh, Grizzlies media day will happen next Monday I'll be there for that as well um, we'll do this again we'll have a lot of audio from a lot of from all the different players um, next week so that'll be a, a bigger show uh, and then we'll start we'll start booking guests uh, coming up very soon we'll have uh, different people on to talk Grizzlies, and and we'll hopefully be doing this uh, on a weekly basis this year. Um, we'll have we have, I really haven't decided if I'm going to do the um, do the uh, preview podcast like we did last year with with uh, different uh, people from different teams. Um, it, it was it's very difficult to get a lot of those people 
at a time where I can do it and they can do it as well. Um, obviously, most people have different jobs, and, and obviously I have uh, my job and family. So um, I haven't really decided what we're going to do with those just quite yet, uh, but we'll definitely be coming back on a weekly basis with the 3D podcast all season long. So make sure you, if you're not already subscribed to Nibtunes, make sure you subscribe to Nibtunes. You can find the podcast anywhere that podcasts are available, and then you can also uh, find it on uh, SoundCloud as well. But uh, until next time, we'll see you then.